Hello and welcome to St. Francis Catholic Chat. This is Julia. And I'm Sheila. And today I'm looking at these books behind us because we moved all the books around since um, we usually use We don't have a stand for these mics. And I think we've talked about how we're not leveled with the table. And so if we didn't have these books stacked on top of each other, I would my back would be like crunched up trying to talk to the microphone. Yeah, super uncomfortable. And so we just moved all of them. I think yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel bad because they're they are they're sumo books. Yeah. Is that what you call them? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> right? They're su- they're, it's yeah, the sumo. Yeah, it's part of the sumo. I mean, part it's different sumo. parts because it's a whole set. Right. And how many are there? Like, I don't know, but I think Father Siler took one. He did. Well, there was a duplicate. Oh, was a du- duplicate? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know why there was a duplicate or how that Are you happened. sure there was a duplicate? I remember Father Casey saying I have two. Oh, well, I so. missed that. <laughs> oh, maybe he's talking about another set? I don't know. Why would you have two sets? Isn't it super expensive? <laughs> I think so. They're nice books. They're nice books. I feel bad using these as mic stands, but they work really well. They do. And you can hold them. So you, if you put your hands around them on the corners on the edge, you have something to do with your hands while you're podcasting. But I get super annoyed because I don't know if you've noticed, but the bottom one sticks to the table. So I continually try move to move it. it. So I position it so I don't have to position my body. I just turn the books a little bit. Right. But it sticks. You have to just and pick so it up a little. You have to use two hands, pick it up on two different sides of corners. It's going to be awkward. I wonder if you guys heard that shifting of the mic. Yeah, I just did it. And it was, I still, like. it's just not, never smooth. It's not, not smooth. Like it does stick to the table. It. I wonder why books, because this is a leather book. So why it sticks to the table? Yeah. Is it, it does it get sweaty? Um, maybe. I don't know. It's kind of humid. It is humid. I forgot my cheese in my console in the car today. <laughs> that was very random. You well, it got it sweaty. It got sweaty. That's what I thought of when you said, I asked if it got sweaty. I left it in the center console in my car. So no one would steal it. <laughs> <laughs> no, <'cause I> was <laughs> <laughs> really? Why do you put cheese in there? <laughs> well, because I didn't have my lunch bag today. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I'm not going to have time to pray before mass if I go put my cheese in the Catholic Center fridge. So I'm going to keep it in the console because it will stay cooler than if I kept it out. I see. And I don't know if the trunk gets hotter, but I think I was like pretty sure the console stayed cool enough. It's only going to be there for 30 minutes, an hour. Oh, probably like a good hour, you know? Yeah, it would have been an hour. And then I forgot about it until like 2 o'clock. When did we have lunch? Like 1 o'clock? I, fr- I remembered at one thirty. Yeah, it was one thirty. And I freaked out and I grabbed my purse and I ran outside. It's a shame too. It's pepper jack cheese. It was pepper jack cheese. Oh, I love pepper jack. It got sweaty. I didn't eat it because I don't know if it got rotten or not. Yeah. Does cheese get rotten? <laughs> I mean, every kind of food rots except for honey. I bet this cheese would stick to this table like this book does, though. Yeah, that would be really disgusting. It would be so... Oh, my gosh. Do you remember that book, Diary of a Wimpy Kid? Uh, my cousins had it. I didn't. I never read it. There was this one part of it that... In in the book, there was this smelly cheese or this stinky cheese. I don't know mm-hmm. what they called it. But it was on the playground. And it was there for, like, months or years. But whoever touched it had the cheese or they were like stinky cheese i don't i don't know um and they were like the cheese and now no one went around them because they touched the cheese yeah and but if you touched them 
you became the stinky cheese. It was oh. like forever tagged. So it's like a leper in the Bible. Yes, but the leper's disease goes away once you touch someone. Oh, I see. I think. So you can lose. So it's. Or it's possible you both have it. I don't remember. But it kind of it was like the leper in the Bible. I mean, but with stinky cheese and diary of a wimpy kid. Wow. Yeah, that's that, it was gross. Actually, it was it was it was really. I remember reading it back in like whatever grade I was in, like sixth grade maybe. Yeah, I was, in, I was in middle school, I think. I don't remember. And I remember reading it and thinking that's disgusting. Was it actual cheese or was it? Was it, a, it was like Swiss cheese. It was like a picture of Swiss because it was like the pictures in the Diary of the Wimpy Kid book, right? And it was a picture of Swiss cheese, but with these smelly symbols drawn off yeah like the little the squiggle line right that's like something smelly or coffee's hot Mm -hmm. this was smelly cheese on the on the playground that no one went near it wow Uh, that's just disgusting i can't even it's disgusting disgusting i hope no one's eating right now (laughs) (laughs) all they're listening to this stinky cheese some cheeses do stink though like they're supposed to stink yeah which i think is very unappetizing but i mean i only like certain i used to only eat american white cheese Really, Ugh. I hated every other cheese. I liked how except for could. Polish cheese. Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I that was the only one I could eat because all the other ones smelled bad to me or were too strong. No way, mm-hmm. really. Even Colby, the orange and white speckled one. Oh, I just didn't venture out. Oh, I see. So I only had so, and then I also had those like processed single package package cheeses yeah do you say cheeses no cheeses cheese i think is plural already i think it's plural i don't think it is i don't i don't know how to pluralize cheese well i think cheese no because can you get cheese like when you say can you get cheese from the grocery store don't you think of like single sliced no i think of a block of cheese oh i think of this well we get the single sliced yeah, we never the dis- get that. difference of cheese shoppers, man. But we go through tons of cheese. Uh, you've told me this before. Yeah. I think one time we had um, 15 pounds of cheese in our fridge. 15 pounds? How yeah. much cheese is that? It sounds a lot, but I wonder if it's not that much. Um, well, it, we, my mom buys it in the five pound blocks. So think of it like a pound of butter. A pound of butter is in what car- carton? Uh, like the, f- the four big circle sticks? one? No, the oh, four the sticks four of butter. Six. That's a pound? Yeah. Oh, a pound is not that big, and I'm thinking a lot bigger in my so head. So, five pounds. It's like four times five. <laughs> Twenty. Yeah, so we had... Well, I we got had... My, I got my... Three and a half <laughs> blocks of those. One, well, we buy the mozzarella that way because when we make pizza, we need you gotta, of You gotta get mozzarella for your pizza. Yeah. So... Do you guys make family pizza? Mm-hmm. That's cute. How long, like, do you guys, like, all know how to make the pizza now? Yeah. Do you have a brick oven? Yeah. Oh, I'm <laughs> so jealous. But we don't How really can you have never it? invited me to pizza at your house? <laughs> we don't really corona. use it, though. Oh, really? No, because it's so much work. Because you have to start the fire. The kind of brick oven that we have, you build the fire inside, and then you scrape the coals out. And I, I'll be the scraper. <laughs> well, you have to do it the day before. So my dad I'll come has the to day make before and scrape the scrape okay, the goals I'll out. I'll call you and be like, Julia, <laughs> we're having time pizza. to scrape. <laughs> Doesn't invite the next day for the pizza. <laughs> oh, we forgot. <laughs> we didn't end up doing it. But the oven stays hot for a long time though, because once you scrape the coals out, then you mop it out because there's a whole bunch of ash in there, and then the next day, you put 
no, not the next day. You start the fire the night before and then you let that sit all night. Then the next day you scrape everything out and clean it. And then you put the food in the oven to bake it. And the bricks Does are it really hot. Does it make your house smell like fire? It's not in our house. It's in our oh. sugar house, which is where we make the maple syrup. Oh, get out. But does it yeah. make the sugar house smell like a fire? Like, you know, when you go outside, and you're like, I'm wearing my fire eh, clothes. Not really. Really? Because no. the smoke, because it goes up the chimney and out the building. I see. So, I mean, if you're standing really close then you would be able to smell it, but otherwise, no. Because I don't like smelling like a fire. You know how sometimes it makes your hair smell like a fire? Yeah, I don't like that either. I always have to wash my hair. But when you, when you wear like your nice dress and they're like, oh, let's have a fire. Mm. Like, oh, now I'm going to have smoke smelling clothes. I think it's worth it though. Oh, 100%. I love fires. 100%. But it does make my sm- clothes smell bad. Yeah, it does. But I mean, it's no big deal because you just wash them. It's not like it sticks forever. It does not stick forever. And usually a fire is at the end of the night. Yeah, usually. Sometimes I change. Smart. I do, I, I do sometimes have like a change of clothes in my car, like regardless, just in case. And like, it's usually like jeans and a shirt. Yeah. Yeah. It's like whatever you're doing, just in case. You yeah. Change case I usually any. bring that too. Like I bring it to the Catholic center in case we're cleaning right. that day. So I bring clothes I don't really care about. Or if I'm going to someone's house, I usually will bring like play clothes so that if we play a game outside... Right. Then I don't have to wear the my dress to my childhood play clothes. I know. That's so what we, sweet. I still call them that. Play it's clothes. Funny. I, I, that take, brings us right into what we're going to be talking about today, which is fashion, though. Yeah. And so just essentially thinking about what is fun fashion? Like, what is, like, trendy? What? Why Why do we dress up? You yeah. know? Like, what? what's the importance of feeling good in your clothes and what you wear? Have you always been into fashion? Um, that's a great question. I'm not sure. I think at one point, I'd, no, I don't think so. I used to wear, I used to call this, I used to wear this sweater. It's my mom's sweater in middle school. It was like every day mm. and like with jeans, like I didn't care, but like it was my favorite sweater because it was so comfortable. It was green. It was really big. Didn't fit me. It was like fleece, but really old fleece. So it was kind of worn out wear it every day i have a bunch of pictures of me in that fleece because that's all i wore so what got you into fashion why did you change your mind i think for a long time i didn't think that i did it well uh-huh. and i always got my parents not my parents my mom and my sister i would always ask them if they looked good or when i was leaving they would tell me julia you need to change and i would get so upset you're not talking about the green sweater you're talking about no regular that. clothes yeah my, my green sweater i think everyone knew i loved it and they would tell me it's bad and i didn't care I see. It's kind of, I was a little brat about that sweater, but with like outfits I chose, I wasn't good at first at picking outfits. Nothing matched. I wasn't good at, I didn't have the eye for it yet. I think it's something you grow into and you learn though. Yeah, I would agree with you. But I remember I, for a long time, my, my sister and my mom, they would tell me that doesn't look good. I would get so upset, but I would always change because I trusted them. And so I think that's why I wasn't really into fashion at the time. But I think in high school, I kind of looked more into like, okay, how do I wear this? So what I used to do was I went on Pinterest and I would write like pink cardigan sweater outfit. And I would, sometimes I'd write the season. So I'd be like summer, summer outfit, fall outfit, winter outfit. So whatever article clothing of I had, I would write that into the Pinterest <laughs> search bar. And then I would scroll through looking for, do I have something like this? Can I like make something similar 
And that's how I developed a big portion of my style. Wow. That's a really, really good idea. Yeah. I, I just went on to Pinterest. And I think also my mom buys me a lot of clothes because she's amazing. And I think a lot of my fashion style and fashion sense came from her too. So it was most, it's from my mom, like this classic. I look, she loves classic, absolutely loves classic clothes. And then Pinterest and seeing what's trendy, what's in Instagram bloggers. That's how I got into hats too. Yeah. I've noticed that you wear a lot of hats. I love my hats. I think I have like seven or eight hats. And that's not including like my random baseball caps, but I don't think they count. But like I have like these fashionable hats because I saw on, on Instagram, most two of my favorite Catholic bloggers, they wear all these hats. And I was like, I love that hat. I need to find one like it. So I would go and if I found a good one at Target, I bought it. And then I'd have another hat for my collection. I love hats, but I just can't bring myself to wear a hat. Why? It's just, it's just, my, that's not my style. I don't think it my was style everybody's style at first though. It's very simple. Like, I'll wear a solid and a print together. You like could totally wear a hat, though, with a solid or a print. I mean, I could, but it's just out of my comfort zone. But I think that's where fashion gets fun is when it's like, well, this is a little bold. Yeah, I suppose that's true. It's a bold outfit, but I'm going to wear it. But you have to be careful with that, though, I think, because you can cross the lines into being immodest because you don't want to be bold and modest. Like, you can wear enough clothes where it is a modest style. Right. There are lots of things that are fashionable. And even clothes that are in and wouldn't necessarily be modest, you can still make modest. Layering. I love layering clothes. Because you can make it mo a lot of clothes, articles of clothing that wouldn't be modest on their own become modest because you can wear, like, a t-shirt underneath, a tank top. Yeah. Or a cardigan. Exactly. Yeah. I. And so I think it, it's like just having these like tricks and these certain staples in your closet that would help you make your outfits not mo immodest, mm -hmm. you know, or is that? No, that would make your, I don't know. Not immodest is modest. So make your outfits modest. There you, perfect. <laughs> that, that was easier <laughs> than what I tried. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think, I think learning how to like get a style in the sense of clothing, it's just so much fun. Yeah, I think it would be a lot more fun if I like went for it, if I was more bold about it. What make what do you think makes you stop like and like not um, go for it? Probably because I don't buy a lot of those kinds of things, so I don't have a lot of them and I think it can be hard to integrate them. So because my style is not like that, if I wear something very modern with something very classic, it doesn't always go. So I have to have the right, I feel like I have to have the right outfit for whatever it is that I usually wear. But like, let's say for like hats, for example, I think they, they uh, most of them, a lot of them are classic. Mm. Like hat, the concept of a hat is very classic. So if you have like a classic closet, like a bunch of pieces of article that are very classic and a classic mm -hmm. look, you can totally pair it with a hat. Yeah. But I also feel like, well, two things. Firstly, where would I wear it? What do you mean? Like, like, where do you wear hats to? I wear hats like everywhere. Really? Yes, I wear a hat here all the time. I wear a hat to the grocery store. I wear a hat to church. I wear a hat to school. I used to wear my hats to class. Wow. I, if, my, if my outfit had the hat, I would wear it. Nice. Unless it was the floppy hat. I have a floppy summer hat, two of them. Mm -hmm. 
It's a little big. So when I go inside, sometimes I take it off. Because f- a summery outside walk at the beach hat. Yeah. But it's not like an at the beach hat. But it's like a flop. It's too big to wear inside sometimes. I feel like they would just be annoying also. Just kind of in my way. A hat? Yeah. Why do you think that? Just it would be in your way? Because... Yeah, well, I mean, so a lot of the stuff that I do, not when I'm here. When I'm here, it's, I mean, I'm not doing a lot of, like, physical stuff. I'm doing mostly computer work and other things like that. Um, But when I'm at home, living on a farm, firstly, I don't dress fashionably (laughs) most of the time. I dress in clothes that I don't really care about. I have home clothes. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, a hat would just be in my way there. If I'm going to class, a lot of them are exercise science classes. Oh, you that's can't my major. And so you have hands. to be like, I mean, I could, but I'd have to take it off. Right. So you'd have the hat when you walk to class and you walk out of class. Yeah. And when you, I don't wear my hat in the car. It's annoying. Yeah. There are times I will, I will agree. There are times I have to take it off. That's why I like the coat racks in here. Cause then when I get, an, I do get annoyed with my hat sometimes cause I wear it very much for fashion. Mm. And you know, it makes me feel very bold and I feel good in it. And I love wearing my hats. It makes me feel fun. I'm like, Ooh, I'm See, that's hat good. Today. It makes you feel good. Exactly. Which makes my day way better. Which is interesting, especially when, so during this whole lockdown, quarantine thing, everyone was stuck home. So I think a lot of people were wearing pajamas. And when you wear pajamas all day long, you feel like you're ready to go to bed all or day long. Or unproductive. Very unproductive. I, I, did you dress up for class? Like get in normal people clothes? I got to normal people clothes every day. Me too. Regardless of if I was in class or not. I heard once that you should dress up even when you're at home because it's going to make you feel like your family's going to feel like their presence to you is important. Mm. That's a so good point. So you looking nice, even when you're just home, even if your family doesn't look nice, you're dressing up because you're going to be in your family's presence and they are important to you. Wow. And so you really will look point. nice. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I like dressing up at home. Not like dressing up, dressing up, but like getting ready for the day type of dressing up because you're right, I feel so much more productive. Because when I'm in pajamas, I just feel like I'm going to bed. I can't wear pajamas throughout uh, after a certain time of the day. I also can only wear sweatpants at home. Mm. Even when I was in high school, I think it's something instilled in me from when I was a kid. My mom used to go to the grocery store like in a dress Mm -hmm. for church. She'd be like, oh, we got to go. We got to go pick up like some bread and so she would dress up in a whole like heels and dress and i was like mom where are we going and this is at the time when i was like wearing ripped jeans and i was like in my sweatshirt and i, I still wear clothes like that but i would wear like every day like i never looked good beso- like i never had a dress or a skirt on that's m- much more my style now um but at the time i did not like really dress up at all yeah and i remember leaving but i could never wear sweatpants outside of the house did you feel gross I felt like I was wearing, yeah, I did. Feel, I felt gross. I also knew my day was going to be bad. Like I was setting myself up to have a bad day. Wow. I remember senior year, I was like, I am having a bad morning. So I put on sweatpants. I remember walking to the door. I'm like, shoot, I can't, I can't leave in this. <laughs> <laughs> and I went back in and I put on jeans. Wow. I just couldn't that's leave. So interesting. I couldn't leave with my sweatpants. Yeah. I think that's probably instilled in me too. A little bit less though. Like at first, when I first started going, since I was homeschooled, we still had to dress up every day. We weren't allowed to wear our pajamas around the house. That was just like a house rule. After 7.30, you need to be in regular clothes. In the morning? Yeah. Your family woke up just all together? Uh, well, my dad went around and said, wake up, wake Thanks, up, dad. wake up. <laughs> yeah. 
anyway yeah so that was it and sweatpants were out like no wearing sweatpants around the house um unless you're going to bed or unless you're doing something where sweatpants would be appropriate you know if you're playing outside or painting or whatever not doing something that people are gonna see you and you're gonna have to be presentable because the store and stuff oh yeah i forget that you have the the hearst farm store yeah you cannot be wearing sweatpants would people really buy things from people in sweatpants? I mean, they do. I've, s- I've seen a video once. I mean, yeah, of course, because if you're, if you're going to go there, you're not going to be I like, mean, oh. a lot of people wear sweatpants because sweatpants are a style all of their own. They are a style. I don't think it's as classy as a lot of other styles. Yeah. And it can very easily look dirty. I saw a video once about how it was like this like social experiment. Mm-hmm. And this girl was the same girl. She dressed up, looked really nice. And I think she was asking people to sign something for like a petition. I don't know what it was. It was something along those lines. And she looked really nice the first time, like makeup done. I don't know if she did her hair, but whatever. Like she, she looked nice. Mm-hmm. She looked professional, whatever. She got like a bunch of signatures next day or like maybe even the same day. I think it was the next day because they tried to keep a control. And she wore her sweatpants. Like she looked kind of bad, like a trash bag. And not like, like a trash bag, but she just wore like sweatpants, like bummy clothing. And it's like she got way less people to approach her because you don't also look approachable. I think I don't know if it's approachable. You don't look as professional because I would approach someone in sweatpants just as much as I would approach someone in khakis or jeans. Right. But I, I wouldn't. You wouldn't go to someone that's. I, in my mentally, mentally, I wouldn't classify them the same. I, I wouldn't put them in the same position. I, I see what you're saying. Say. Like, it's like it doesn't look successful. Successful. That's the word I'm looking for. In high school, we used to have this phrase called dress for success. Um, and did you? I mean, like. Like, was it a thing? No. Everyone wore sweatpants <laughs> and, like, shorts and whatever. No one cared. Um, people wore flip-flops to school. I think they were not allowed. I don't think it was part of dress code, but people still wore flip-flops. Mm. yeah it wasn't a thing but it was very like there it was it's like on one of my merit in public school shirts it says dress for success Mm. or excellence i don't know whatever dress for excellence something like that but i remember that i just i don't know i think in this culture right now it's very people dress very down Mm -hmm. and i've heard it's better to dress up than to dress down for an event like if you went to a masquerade in like jeans oh you know no you know i think it's possible to overdress like if you're going to a pool party and you wear a prom dress it's not appropriate right well that's also an aspect of modesty is dressing appropriately for the occasion which is kind of interesting because i have always thought about modesty. well up until pretty recently i thought about modesty as dressing like covering yourself enough where you're not exposing yourself or tempting anyone, bringing anyone right. to a bad yeah, place. Yeah, so you don't look any inappropriate either. Right, but I've like I didn't think about modesty being appropriate for the occasion. How interesting! I've never heard of it like that. Like modesty is appropriate per occasion. Right, because like you think about going to mass, what you wear to mass isn't necessarily appropriate for um, going to a pool party. But what you wear to a pool party is probably not appropriate for mass. You probably yeah, that is so true. And then. So it's more sometimes for mass, not sometimes for mass, for mass in general, you'd dress more covered than you would at certain places. Yeah. 
That is so interesting. That makes a lot of sense, though, because there are some outfits I will not wear to mass, but I'll wear to hang out with my friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I try to avoid certain, like, distressed jeans. Right. And, like, other things like that. Just, like, personally, mm-hmm. I don't wear them to go to mass. But I would totally wear them all the time outside of it. Yeah. Like, if I'm hanging out with friends, if I'm going to the movie, if I'm at a fire, I'm going to wear I'm gonna wear my ripped jeans, <laughs> you know? But if I'm going to mass, I wouldn't wear my ripped jeans. Right. How interesting. That is so true. I also think that modesty, you can have modesty in, like, if you know, like, who you're hanging out with, too. What do you mean? Like, if you're hanging out with a bunch of your girlfriends versus if there's someone you're interested in. Oh. Like, there. Like, also, but, like, also keeping in mind, like, if you're hanging out with girls and guys and there's someone you're, like, you are interested there, like, do you dress more modestly because you're interested in them? Huh. I have never, ever thought of that before. I think there should be a basic standard of... Oh, for sure. ...always dressing modestly. And even... So this is one thing that um, I was talking about recently with someone is that a lot of times girls will think... I'm just with another girl. It doesn't really matter what I'm wearing. I can wear whatever. I can change in front of her. It's fine. Even if I don't know her that well, it's fine. She's a girl. But like I said, recently I was thinking about what if that person has same-sex attraction and you don't know that? And it's not something that they're necessarily going to tell you, especially if they just met you. Yeah, of course. But still, you're acting like that in front of them and that might be bad for them, might be a bad situation for them. So it's not very considerate. Oh my gosh. Yeah, for sure. And I think that it's also being charitable to other people too. Yeah. 100%. I mean, even if someone doesn't experience SSA, like if they don't, if you don't, if you don't want to see someone change in front of you, you don't want to see someone change in front of you. Right. Like it's not the most modest thing to do. No. And, um, yeah. How interesting. Yeah. It's something that I think it's just something that we don't really think about very much. No. Cause it's, it's like normal. Other people do it. You know, it's fine. Um, also like in public schools, like there's a locker room. Right. And so you don't really just kind of go to the locker room. You got to get changed. You got to go to gym class. Yeah. 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 And yeah. they didn't let us change in the bathroom stalls cause then there'd be long lines and we'd get in trouble. So you kind of just change and quickly and then you leave. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's almost like a norm. Like it's that like has been, I don't know. It's always been like that in locker rooms. I wasn't alive in the twenties. <laughs> so yeah, that's not do they even something. have locker rooms in the twenties? I'm sure. I don't know what school is like. Well, I mean, usually locker rooms are locker room slash bathroom. So, and they probably, if they didn't have a locker room, then they would just use the bathroom as a locker room. Right. I know the other day you mentioned something about modesty and like the virtue that has grown through modesty. Oh, you mean the sacrifice? Yeah. Yeah. It can definitely be a sacrifice because when you dress modestly, you have the option to dress immodestly always. Um, and sometimes the immodest option is going to be a lot easier and it, you'll get a lot more attention than if you will, if you dress modestly, the attention will be different. It's going to be a different kind of attention. Um, but like, I, but I was thinking about Herodias dancing in front of the King right. in the Bible Yeah, and, um, her getting whatever she wanted. Like she could have had like half of that guy's kingdom because she danced in front of the King and a way that she shouldn't have. And, um, but yeah, if she didn't do that, then she wouldn't have gotten, she wouldn't have been able to ask for whatever she wanted to. It would have been a big sacrifice. She wouldn't have gotten her way. But the virtue 
making that sacrifice, she would have grown in holiness. And then also you have to, because you have to sometimes let go of your own will mm-hmm. for others and dealing with other people's wills as well. Yeah. And their free choice and their free will. And so like learning how to like let go of that through like offering up like, you know, I'm not going to wear this shirt today because or I'm going to get rid even like looking through your closet and get rid getting rid of old clothes that, you know, is not as modest, but you bought in the past for whatever reason, you know, just like going through your closet and thinking, oh, wow, that wasn't the best choice to buy it and like not donating it, but just like getting rid of it so that you're not putting someone else in the position where they could dress modestly too out of consideration for others. Yeah. And not, so one article of clothing might be immodest for someone and be very modest for someone else, depending on their size, their height, their shape, whatever it is. Um, So yeah, so some things are okay to pass on, but then there are other things that you just wouldn't want anyone to wear. Right. I I wonder what the, if like the general, I know there's like a general line that you, there's like things you don't wear just because it's immodest. But I wonder if there's like a general consensus consensus that like this is modest this isn't modest it's hard to find i've listened to a lot of videos read a lot of catholic articles and things like that and it's really hard to find i mean there are general things i mean a lot of people recommend using your own body as in like a measuring stick so like when you put your arms down by your side wherever your fingertips touch on your leg they say that you shouldn't wear shorts that are above that Oh, interesting. Or if I know in high school that we had to do that. So if our skirts were too short, yeah, they'd be like, they wouldn't do anything because <laughs> uh, they probably should have, but whatever. But I remember that was like one of the rules. Like if you, they would just be like, don't wear that again. Or I guess if you did it consecutive days that maybe they'd send you out. Some teachers called kids out on their clothing. Really? Yeah. I know this one teacher. She's one of my faves, but she used to call kids out for dressing immodestly or wow. not dressing the dress code. Yeah. She'd be like, I think she would say things like, it was harsh. It would, it would be like, to, would you want your dad seeing that or were your mom seeing you wearing that? Did they see you before you leave? It was like really like, I don't remember what exactly, but I remember like circumstances where in she called In front of the out. whole class? In the hallways, usually um, in the hallways. It wasn't like. I thought in front of the whole class. I was like, wow, that's. I think she even called out ripped jeans. Really? Well, we, didn't, we weren't allowed to wear ripped jeans at school. It was not part of the dress code. Oh. I, I, I mean, back in the 50s when people didn't go to college as often or i don't know what year but at that time people dressed for uh, like other dressed for success <laughs> they did dress for success but they like like boys would wear tuxedos and like girls like dress prof- they, they all dress very professionally to school picture day because that was going to be the picture that they went to show their next boss because they didn't go to school they just went to the company they went to the career oh so it was like before your interview, they saw your picture. Your school yearbook picture. Oh, so you better look good. Yeah, you had to. You wore a tuxedo. And so I guess like when they're probably writing this dress code, ripped jeans was like not a thing to wear to dress code day. Or like, I mean, picture day, not dress code day. You wouldn't see the jeans in the photo though. No, but I, it's like, it's not professional. You're right. It's you not. wouldn't wear it to an interview. Yeah. Good point. But yeah, I don't know. I think I think dressing for fun and like look, looking good, feeling good, like is really helpful and also, like, keeping in mind modesty. Mm. Also, it makes you, at the end, it makes you feel good because you're getting the attention that you actually deserve. Yeah, it's true. Rather than... Undes- Unwanted attention. Yeah, undesired attention. Right. Or and attention, but not the one that you deserve, not the type that you deserve. Right. Yeah, and dressing fashionably 
can be fun, but you're also bringing like beauty into the world. You're being creative. It's like being an artist. Um, and beauty changes hearts. For sure. And then you also, there's so many different types. Of, you can find so many different trends and styles on, on all types of people throughout the world. Yeah. Um, so many different cultures have embraced different fashion styles. It's so much fun. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. Yeah, this was a lot of fun to talk about today, too. I think we always have fun. We always have fun on these podcasts. Mm. What, if, what do people say? It's a fun time. It's a fun to be here. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be here. It's Julia. good to be here. But yeah, thanks everyone for listening and to hear us talk about fashion. God bless. <laughs>